Welcome to Readjusting My Crown Podcast, a show designed to help you release patterns that no longer serve you and claim the life of happiness, healing, and success you deserve on your terms. I'm your host, Carlesia, and I'm passionate about empowering you to put your best foot forward in order to live your life unapologetically. Every week, you'll get insight and tips on different topics surrounding personal development, establishing and maintaining relationships with others, and overall working to become the very best version of you. Be sure to head over to the Readjusting My Crown Facebook page to continue the conversation after each episode. Let's get started. are now walking into the second month of 2020. How are things going for you? Any good news? Are you sticking with your goals you made for yourself? Are you out there building stronger relationships, new relationships? Did the month of January teach you any new life lessons? I want to hear your good news report. So when you do get a chance, head over to the Readjusting My Crown Facebook page or the Readjusting My Crown Twitter page that is now up and running and drop your good news. I can't do this episode today without speaking about the horrible tragedy that occurred last week. Um, So rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, his daughter and every single person on the helicopter that passed away. My heart broke to hear the news because so many people lost their loved ones in that crash. So many families are having to rebuild their lives without these wonderful people. So it's just a sad story all the way around. Kobe Bryant was actually a hero to so many people. So many people wanted to hoop just like him. I'm so happy that he got a chance to get his flowers while he was still alive because that's so important. And I'm so glad he knew how much the world loved and respected him on and off the basketball court. That tragedy was a true reminder for me to live every day to the fullest because you truly never know when your time to leave this earth is going to come. And also to love with intention because you never know if you'll get a future chance to express that love to others. I was actually driving home from work the other day and thinking about the impact Kobe left on this world. And it made me start thinking about ways that he has impacted my life. Now, don't get me wrong. Kobe Bryant was never my favorite NBA player. I honestly wasn't a big fan of the arrogance I felt that he did portray in the past. However, over time, I started to have more and more respect for his mindset and his work ethic. And it allowed me to gain a different kind of perspective of him. I even started listening to some of his interviews before and after games and seeing how involved he was with his daughters as a father, like, you know, paying attention to the man he was on and off the court. Some of his quotes over the years even made it onto some of my vision boards and goal books that I tend to create for myself. There are three quotes that stand out the most to me over time. They've been some of my favorite Kobe quotes for some time now, so I'll share those with you. The first quote is, when we are saying this cannot be accomplished, this cannot be done, then we are shortchanging ourselves. My brain, it cannot process failure. It will not process failure. Because if I have to sit there and face myself and tell myself you're a failure, I think that's worse. That's almost worse than death. 
The second quote is, if you're going to be a leader, you're not going to please everybody. You have to hold people accountable, even if you have that moment of being uncomfortable. And although this wasn't said at the same time, he also once said a lot of leaders fail because they don't have the bravery to touch that nerve or strike that chord. Ooh, child. <laughs> That's one of my favorite quotes of his. The third quote is, I'm reflective only in the sense that I learn to move forward. I reflect with a purpose. Those quotes have pretty much inspired me in a lot of different ways, and they do continue to play a major part in my life. I won't go on and on about it, but if you find it in your heart to make time, be sure to send some prayers up for all those families affected by that helicopter crash that took those nine beautiful people's lives. So, with that being said, go Kansas City Chiefs. I just finished watching the Super Bowl, and I have to say that I was very impressed from beginning to end this year. I honestly haven't been too interested in watching the Super Bowl since, I guess, 2013 when Beyonce performed. I think that was the last time I actually sat through a full Super Bowl and enjoyed commercials and all. So this was a great Super Bowl year and shout out to Yolanda Adams, Demi Lovato, Shakira, and J-Lo for some great performances. The women did that. But back to the topic of this podcast (laughs) and that topic is knowing when you need to take a mental break or vacation. Now, you probably open this expecting to hear all about how you need to take vacations, go on shopping sprees, or some other type of relaxing getaway. Well, I hate to disappoint you, but taking a mental vacation is far from luxurious. Taking a mental vacation is necessary for helping to restore you both emotionally and mentally, and it's used to help you regain your emotional well-being, and also to get you back to normal mental functioning. And while taking a real vacation can help aid you with that, because it's helped me on many different occasions, we're actually going to be discussing needing a mental break in itself and how to recognize when you need one before things get completely out of control. So when you think about it, it seems as if most people don't know how to take a mental break or a mental vacation because they don't even recognize the signs that they even need one. Well, we tend to go through our days always getting overloaded with so much information to process and so many other people's problems, stress, and plenty of other things that constantly give our emotional well-being some wear and tear. Think about your car. Now, we all love our cars, and we understand for the most part how vehicles work and how they need to be taken care of. So whether you're driving a car or just parking it at your house... A car still always needs to be maintenance to ensure that it runs like it should with no problems. And when that vehicle isn't kept up or maintenance as it should be, eventually your car is going to start giving you problems or even stop starting up for you. And the same could be said for the house you live in. If you buy a home or rent an apartment and you never clean up, never throw anything away, never let the maintenance people come in and do their job, the place is pretty much going to look like a tornado hit it. Eventually, if things get too out of hand, nothing in the home is going to work as it should and the house will become unlivable due to dangerous conditions. You've probably seen or heard that show um, called Hoarders 
They let their homes get so out of hand that it became a safety concern to even live there. And there was so much clutter and trash and it caused major conflicts with their family members also. The same way that maintenance is necessary for your home and your car to provide you the best quality is the same way that maintenance is necessary to keep your mind right, to keep your mind functioning at the best of its ability. You got to make sure to maintain upkeep and care of your mind just like you do any of your other prized possessions because you can't function without it. We can't continue to function under pressure and stress without having some form of a break in order to regroup. Eventually neglecting yourself and neglecting to give some mental downtime is going to result in some kind of breakdown or other major medical issues. So I came up with a few signs to let you know that a mental vacation is needed ASAP. So number one is when you can't seem to carry out your daily routine due to stress. One of the easiest things to tell you that you need a break is when things you normally do on any day begin to get difficult for you. It's like when you find yourself being so overwhelmed and stressed about things that usually give you no problem, it's more than likely because you wore yourself out mentally to the point that it's affecting your physical routine. Number two is when you're exhausted but still can't sleep. Now, sleep is one of the most important things we need to in, in order to restore us mentally, physically, and emotionally on a regular basis. When you're in need of a mental vacation, your brain is on constant overload, and because of that, you're unable to get that adequate rest, even when you're extremely sleepy, and I know all about that. No matter how much your body wants to shut down and relax, your brain just won't let you do it. Insomnia is often a result of mental overload, and trust me, that is no fun at all for those of us who truly have that and experience it every day. Number three is when you begin to have trouble remembering things. One sign of being overwhelmed mentally is when you begin to forget all kinds of things that you normally wouldn't forget. For example leaving your key in the front door, um, forgetting where you just sat your wallet down, and also forgetting important things at work. This forgetfulness may seem like small things, but it can cause a whole bunch of problems in your life, especially if it's happening consistently. Forgetting things easily all of a sudden is a sure fire sign that your thoughts are speeding and they're distracting you. And it's time for a break. Number four is when you begin to feel sick and exhausted more often. Now, if you're somebody who rarely gets sick and all of a sudden you find yourself beginning to feel under the weather often or you start getting sicker than you've ever been, it may be your body reacting to your mental wear and tear. Because when your mind is performing at its worst from being overloaded, your health isn't going to be at its best. The stress is going to cause you not only to feel sick, get sick, but also to be physically exhausted. And there are times when I know out of the blue, I feel like I've been hit by a car. And sometimes it's hard to even get out of the bed. And it wasn't because I was working out or sore from any kind of physical activity. It was actually because my mind and emotional well-being was actually in crisis mode. So it's pretty, it's very important that you identify when these things are going on so you can know when it's time to take a mental break. So, 
How do you take a mental break? I came up with a few tips to help you. Unplug from the outside world and your electronics. I know we feel like we gotta be connected, we gotta be plugged in at all times, we gotta see what's going on, but you have to give yourself and your your mental mind state time to rest, time to process what already is there, instead of overloading it with everything that we take in by looking at other people's posts and looking at the news day in and day out and seeing what other kind of drama everybody else goes on goes into another way is to let loved ones know that you actually need to take time for yourself to mentally regroup so they'll understand you're not able to handle the added stress of their problems and that's something that I have to work on also because I'm a helper I'm I'm always trying to assist other people with problems even when I have a mountain of problems myself and in a sense that makes me feel better But what you don't realize is you're causing yourself to drown in not just your own problems, but other people's problems as well. So allow yourself that space to get your own mindset together and and give yourself a mental break and let people know up front so there isn't any drama behind it or anyone thinks you're acting funny or just going ghost on them. Let them know up front, hey, I, I got a lot going on mentally right now that I'm trying to process. Unfortunately, I won't be able to be as present for you as I would like to be. A third tip is to do nothing at all but breathe. Relax. Woosah. <laughs> take some routine time to really relax and, and take some deep breaths and, and just get yourself in a calm, soothing environment with no distractions because th- this does help to calm you down. It does help to slow your speeding thoughts down and just put you in a state where you actually are able to start regrouping from what you've been through or just the overload of everything that's going on at the time another tip is to journal your thoughts I know everybody doesn't write but sometimes writing everything that's running through your mind down helps to drain your brain onto paper and clear some of that mental space Now, this only works for those who find writing to be therapeutic, not for people that feel overwhelmed by it, because there are some people that journaling doesn't work for. They feel like it's more of an assignment. They feel like it adds more stress. So if you are one of those people that don't like to write, that isn't something that you do that feels good, that isn't something that you've done since school days, then I would suggest that maybe you try it and see if writing in that manner makes you feel better and if it doesn't let it go but if you try it and you enjoy it add that into your routine so you can help yourself wind down day to day or even just take time once a week to just journal how you feel or journal down things or make a to-do list if that makes you feel better just find a routine for yourself that calms you Another tip is to set alarm reminders to help you remember things without pressure or just to remind you to relax and breathe. I keep a lot of alarms on my phone and a lot of them are for the simplest things. It could be something as simple as my son, knowing what time my son gets out of school and knowing what time his bus will get home. And 
It's not because I don't know that these things are happening. It's just a way for me to take one more thing off of my mind to stress about. So when that alarm goes off, it's like, oh, I don't have to keep track all day of the time and be watching minute by minute to see when my son's going to come home to have his dinner or his lunch prepared for him. That alarm goes off and tells me, okay, Keaton's on his way home. My son's name is Keaton, by the way, if I haven't ever said that on this podcast. But it's just simple alarms like that or an alarm around six in the evening to do your laundry. And just just reminders that will help you to get things accomplished instead of constantly going through your mind all day like I got this to do, I got that to do, I have so much to do. It, it just kind of takes a little bit of heat off of you. And I mean, that's what the alarms on the phones are there for. They they are there for reminders. And even if you're a high-strung person like myself, I also set alarms just to chill out. Take some time. Take 10 or 15 minutes to just take a few deep breaths. Sit in silence and chill. Another tip is to create a schedule for sleeping so that you can ensure you make time for healthy hours of rest. And I know I've said this in all the other podcasts, but I can't stress enough how important rest is for each and every one of us. You cannot function at your fullest ability without getting adequate rest. You have to get good sleep. I will continue to say this because I'm working on this as well. It's not just me preaching it to you. It's something that I deal with day to day. But that's it for me this episode. Once again, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning their first Super Bowl in the last 50 years. Don't forget to say some prayers for Kobe Bryant's family and the rest of the families that lost someone in that helicopter crash. And please, when you feel like you're in need of a mental break or a mental vacation, do not be afraid to acknowledge that fact and act on it accordingly. Even if you have to tell your boss at work, I need some time, I am not feeling like myself, take your vacation time at work, take your personal days, take your breaks from social media to focus on just you, take your breaks from friends and family members and let them know it's not personal, it's it's, it's me, I need time, I need time to deal with myself. Don't be afraid to make the changes necessary in order to get the mental break that you need and that you deserve. See you soon. Thanks for hanging out with me. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. And until next time, ready, set, grow. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>